Hello, my name is Jacob Guidry. I'm a teacher, an artist, and a creative director. I'm 28 years old, live in Arlington, Texas, and this is my first podcast. And I'm excited that you're here listening, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, my name is Taylor Augustine, and I spend more time watching anime than I do with real people. I am 18 years old, and this is Onward. What was your first uh, experience with the McRib like? How old were you? Oh, I don't know how old I was, but I remember, I remember getting a McRib like maybe in like high school or so. So that would have been 10 years now at least. Uh, and so, I don't know. I feel like when the McRib came out, it, it was still like the question of like, what's in it? Like, what yeah. is a McRib? Uh, I get the shape. I get the understanding of what it is. It tasted pretty good. I don't know. I don't like McDonald's that much anyways, but it was like the craze because it was like the new thing back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember... And this is maybe uh, shamelessly uh, <laughs> story, uh, but I remember getting the McRib and then just like thinking about when would I get my next McRib, you know? Oh. And so it was like an addiction thing. Uh, and so I don't know what they put in it now because it's like, did they put something in there to make me want it more? <laughs> I'm sure if they did, it's in the sauce. Yeah. Right? Probably. Yeah. It's in the sauce. But yeah, uh, no, I have not tried the new like 2020 McRib, if it is even new or different. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's actually meat this time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a stretch for yeah. them. What about you? Uh, have you had the McRib? I, I had it. It was my freshman or sophomore year of high school. Um, I'm graduated now, so it was probably like two or three years ago. Um, oh gosh, no. Three or four years um, but yeah, it, it was, to me, it was definitely not a experience I had where I wanted to think about getting my next one. I think I worried about getting my next one. <laughs> um, it was just, it wasn't bad. Uh, to me, it was just a square hamburger patty covered in barbecue sauce and a couple of onions on the side. You know, I, I wasn't a fan of it. I'm, I would be willing to try it again, considering, um the long strides that fast food has taken this year uh surprisingly i would definitely be willing to try it again um but i have no idea i i definitely did not experience uh anything in the food that wanted me to get it again yeah and maybe maybe that was just me because uh i when i was that age when i first tried the mcrib i mean i was playing such high level of competitive sports so like mm. it didn't matter what i put in. i was just <laughs> where's the calories like i don't know if this is true but it's hard to think back to that time but i could have seen myself probably getting a mcrib and a cheeseburger like wow. and fry and like just eat all of that because yeah. like i mean i played soccer you knew that but i also um was just really active and so there was days where we had two practices a day uh, and so then on the weekends, we would have maybe two or three games at least. Uh, and so I was just a hungry teenage boy. And I was like, just whatever it is. I don't care what it is, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like the McNuggets. Like, what are those? <laughs> yeah. We don't know what those are. But the McRib was like, I don't know, maybe it was the sauce. I'm just going to blame it on the sauce. That would make That's sense. probably going to be the, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, or the sesame seeds. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does I, it have sesame seeds? I think so. It might. No idea. That would make sense. Maybe we need to uh, go try it. I think so. <laughs> go try it. Um, I, I'm a big fan of bread. So mm. if, if any kind of food item has really good bread, uh, like you know a good sandwich, a good tortilla, mm. um, that might have me coming back for more. Um, the Chick-fil-A bread... Uh, I think they toast the the sandwich buns, um, so I love their bread, and it I think it has like a glaze on it. It's so nice. Mm. Yeah, definitely good. Uh, I think everyone loves bread, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. well, except the people who can't eat it, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, or even they're just having a problem with it because they're like, I love bread too, but my body doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, speaking of bread, uh, what's your thoughts on grilled cheese? I have a love-hate relationship with grilled cheese. Um, I love grilled cheese, but I always, always feel bad after eating one. I, I don't know if it's just the dairy. Uh, I don't know. I feel like in my old age, I'm turning lactose intolerant. <laughs> in your old age, come on. Now. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, I think a lot of people uh, have problems with dairy. Obviously, uh, that's yeah. becoming quite clear. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, I mean, I never feel good after a grilled cheese, but I feel good during the yeah. grilled cheese, you know? What I mean? Yeah. Present. Present. <laughs> the present moment. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot that you can do with grilled cheese. Uh, I think it's a very versatile uh, food. Um, I always wanted to try the rainbow grilled cheese when it came out. Just because. Just rainbow. You know? Yeah. What? You don't... It was... I think it was back when Instagram first started uh, and then like like just, the bread's rainbow like the cheese is rainbow the cheese is rainbow. The che- it, but people are doing it on everything like starbucks drinks uh noodles grilled cheese the other slapping rainbow on everything yeah. Yeah. um i think that came with the um trend of taking pictures of food which i'm not <laughs> against i've done it you know if I make well, it, we've all done it. Yeah. 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 It would be lying if we said we've never taken a picture of our food. I mean, exactly. Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, you know, I, I like grilled cheese, but uh, Olivia, she loves the grilled cheese that I make. Mm. And I will let people in on a secret. And I try grilled cheeses wherever I go, like most mm. restaurants um, that have grilled cheese. I'll try it, you know, see what, what it's all about. Now, I've noticed nine out of ten times they don't season the bread. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And so I don't know where I learned how to do that or, like, why I did that. But I remember, you know, just making a grilled cheese. And I was like, huh, you know, I should put, like, seasoned salt, pepper, you know, whatever. Garlic salt, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. On the bread after making the sandwich right mm-hmm. uh and so what that does though is that you take a bite into the grilled cheese and the first thing that hit your lips is actually the seasoning and then you get the crunch of the bread and the cheese and goodness and stuff like that and so um yeah olivia loves uh the grilled cheese that i make it's specifically always sourdough bread mm. obviously uh and then i uh you know the different types of cheese you could throw in there is pretty limitless, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. then also, she her idea uh, was to put um, Chick-fil-A sauce 
inside. Oh, wow. And so we tried that, and it's actually really good. Yeah, okay. it's really good. So uh, anyone listening out there, season your bread on your grilled cheese. It makes a difference, and it's so tasty. <laughs> That's a good idea. I have that same thing, like you said, going to restaurants and, and trying the grilled cheese. I have that with uh, chicken parm. Mm. Um, I'm working on a, a list of the best chicken parms in the area, um, including chain restaurants like Olive Garden, which, by the way, um, they've raised their prices a lot. Mm. Like, Zoe and I, my partner and I went um, the other day, and uh, it was super, like, all of the entrees are no less than, like, $16.99. Um, I've never really, like, thought of Olive Garden as that good of a restaurant, but it's just like, I, and their, their chicken parm is really low on my list. Like it, it's good, but it's not sixteen ninety nine yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've grown up in the city, you know, um, it's definitely grown with me, uh, mm-hmm. but I would never call myself like exactly a rural person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I've always thought of Olive Garden as like the rural fancy, you know, like yeah. it's kind of like the um relativity of it you know when you're in the city you're like oh well there's so many other good italian places like olive garden is just kind of that spot that you go to primarily before would be for the cheap yeah exactly (laughs) and the uh the bundle of you know getting salad and breadsticks for really cheap uh right but now you're saying that they've raised their price i haven't been yeah i haven't been at all i like two years at least Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been trying to avoid um, restaurants, uh, but it was like middle of the week. Uh, there was nobody there, and we had a hankering for pasta, um, so we stopped in. It was pretty empty, um, but yeah, I mean, it just the prices were astronomical. They were. Uh, I don't like to. I I have. Um, I can't remember what it's called. But it's when you feel guilty for spending money. I don't know the actual terminology for it, but um, I I hate spending more than like seven dollars on a meal, um, and I'll do it, yeah. you know, because food. But you know, I think that's called conservatism. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's, <laughs> maybe no. it's definitely only with my with my money. The, the money spending, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like speaking of Olive Garden, actually, I say we haven't been there in like two years at least. But we always buy the salad dressing at the oh. store. So we buy the salad, the you know Italian dressing yeah. at the store, and then just use it at home on our wasn't, salads. Wasn't um, the party that I threw last year? Wasn't that at Olive Garden? Yeah. Yeah. Last okay, October. then that was the last. Time. There we go. There yeah. it is. Yeah, but but like choosing to go there, like yeah. other than being invited there, I. It's not something I think of usually. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's just me. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Olive Garden's all right. It's, it's all, right. all right. Yeah, it's all right. There are yeah. better places to go. There, there's better places to go. Yeah, definitely. I was working at a plant store in in our area, and uh, I was there for about. Gosh, how long was I there? I was there for like five months, six months, I think. You came in, in like, August, right? Uh, yeah, it was, of, like, late July. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, sh- long story short, um, I was working at a plant store for a couple months, and then Jacob showed up uh, and started working there as well. I think I trained you for a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably how we got to know each other. Um, I probably like trained you on the register or something. Um, and that's how we met. Do you want to talk about your side of how you got to the plant store? Yeah, absolutely. So I had just moved back from Austin, Texas, and um, and I'm originally from this area. Um, and my mom, uh, my parents still live here. Uh, my mom was telling me, uh, you know, about different places that are hiring because that's what moms do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, get out of my house, you know. Uh, but um, she told me, yeah, she told me that this unnamed plant store was hiring. And so I was like, okay, well, I love plants and I think this would be a cool, you know, experience. And um, maybe it's not like big time pay or anything, but let's go see about it. And I definitely wanted to learn a little bit more mm-hmm. about uh, other types of plants, not just like house, house plants and stuff like that. And so I was like, let's give it a shot. So I go in there and, uh, and I apply and... Uh, it's, it's funny because um, the manager at the time thought that I was, like, 17. Because yeah, I you, definitely got a baby face, uh, even though I'm now 28. So. You did look very, so, yeah. And that's okay. Like, it's a it's a gift curse is what I call it, you yeah. know? So, uh, and, and yeah, so I got the job. And, um, yeah, the first person to train me was you, Taylor. So uh, it was on the registers and... Uh, I remember following you around the store, uh, mm. and you were just showing me stuff, and I was I was thinking this person's cool. This is a young uh, young adult who's uh, you know knowledgeable, interesting, funny, and so I think we hit it off as friends pretty quickly. Yeah, obviously. I think so. uh, and then from then on, I mean, uh, whenever we had shifts uh, shifts together, um, you know, we were always laughing, goofing around. Yeah, uh, maybe talking a little bit behind other people's backs and stuff like that <laughs> just to be fun and stuff uh, and uh yeah no it was good to have you uh as a friend there um and uh yeah now we both don't work there on right. our own volition and so um but it was a good experience and it's always fun when you make friends with a coworker and then it exits that that workplace, yeah. it, you know, it takes, it takes on, uh, even after that. And so here we are sitting across from each other, uh, starting a podcast about whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. was my story. It was, uh, yeah, it was, a, a that's, it's a fun little origin story for sure. Um, I feel like a lot of like the, the huge relationships, that I have in my life right now were, were definitely made at that plant store. Um, you know, like that's how we became friends. Um, our manager at the time, uh, who, who I still talk to, I don't know if we might have him on as a guest. Maybe that'd be cool. That would be fun. Uh, but he was definitely a father figure for me. Um, and you know, a big part of my life. Uh, and he, uh, you know, he brought both of us on. And uh, I met my partner for the first time at that plant store, hmm. um, which was cool. Um, so yeah, I think you know my three of my really big relationships were there. So it, it holds a special place. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, I didn't know that you met Zoe there. I did. That's, that's really yeah. interesting. That's cool. Um, uh, yeah, I 
I remember vividly uh, one night when we were throwing those pumpkins. You remember that? Yes. We were playing. Uh, oh my god. I don't know what to call that game, but we were like just, we were just hot pumpkin. potato with yeah. small tiny pumpkins. That was pretty fun. That was uh, so. Fun. We had a lot of good memories there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Nice little spot. Yeah. And actually, um, to carry on the intro, I mean, we. Uh, we started talking and you were mentioning how you have a podcast and at the time you were doing a podcast about uh, environment and yeah. climate change and things like that and um, I was really interested because I was a part-time environmental science teacher mm -hmm. and so I was like well hey you know let's talk sometime and you actually interviewed me at my school mm -hmm. uh, about environmental science and things like that and so um, that's sort of a full circle moment now where you had me on your podcast uh and now we are starting, starting a podcast, podcast. Yeah. yeah and so full circle moment for sure yeah um it was definitely a rough start uh for me in the podcasting uh world for sure um that was i don't know it was that that episode we did was great um but i was doing a podcast by myself i was like 16 maybe um, and I had no experience and my brother had bought me a bunch of recording equipment for my birthday and um, Yeah, no, uh, I think that that interview episode Kind of kicked off me wanting to do more with other people and then when I revamped my podcast at the beginning of quarantine I started doing having more guests on and I had you on again uh, you and you and your fiance Olivia um, and yeah, I, I definitely, it, it was uh, an eye-opener uh, showing me that podcasting by yourself isn't very fun. <laughs> no, yeah. and like I said, like I've always thought about starting a podcast and I've just never wanted to do it alone. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to be the guy that's like, hey, how's it going? What's up, guys? You know, like, nah, that's <laughs> Welcome not... Welcome back. Welcome back, guys! No, that's not me. So I, I'm glad that we're doing this and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Taylor... When you say that you started a podcast at 16 and by yourself, it's like you should be really proud of that fact. And a lot of people who might be listening obviously will smile and think about that and be like, wow, you know, what was I doing at 16, you know? <laughs> uh, and so you shouldn't uh, be too hard on yourself. And everything starts out a little rocky and rough and ragged. And so um, it's... It's, it's obviously something that you want to do, and that's the most important thing, mm -hmm. is that you want to do it. And so, uh, here we are. Podcast. Podcast, yeah. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. welcome. First episode. Um, hmm. So, what are your thoughts on ceiling fans? I'm so glad that you brought this up. Um, when you texted me about ceiling fans last night, I got so excited. Uh, I... Much like the grilled cheese, I have a love-hate relationship with ceiling fans. Oh, this will be good. I think they're super convenient, and, and I definitely take my ceiling fan for granted, given that we live in Texas and get 100-degree summers. Um, but I never, I've never once cleaned a ceiling fan before. <laughs> so currently, mine in my bedroom, you can see... The, the dust on the bottom side because of how dusty it is at the top, but my bed's right under it. So I know if I clean it, everything's just gonna fall down onto my bed. Yeah. Um, and that was that's on me. I waited too long. I should have cleaned it 
more. Uh, I should have taken better care of my ceiling fan, but I didn't. Um, and that's why I think ceiling fans are going to take over the role one day. <laughs> that's um, the, the world domination of <laughs> yeah. ceiling fans. You know, I, I've got a tip for you. Uh, you can use a trash bag. So oh. take a trash bag and put it over one blade and then wipe and then move on to the next blade and wipe. Uh, I have one of those Dyson like handhelds. Mm -hmm. And so that also works because uh, it, it does a pretty good job at sucking. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, no, ceiling fans are so interesting to me. I always like when I walk into people's houses, um, well, not so much this this year obviously mm, but right uh, when i usually <laughs> am invited to people's houses i look at a few things and i look at uh the art that's on their walls the books that's in their shelves and the ceiling fans on their damn <laughs> ceiling <laughs> because it tells a lot actually you know if you have like an old old ceiling fan mm. and you just don't bother to replace it with something modern or unique to yourself mm. um that says something about you if you do replace the ceiling fan for something modern and unique, that says something about you. Uh, also, why don't houses ever have the same ceiling fan in each room? It's always multiple different types. That's a good. That's a good what, question. What is that about? Where's I, the uniformity in that? <laughs> also, what's up with the living rooms that don't that have don't ceiling? Have ceiling. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that's awful. Um, Wow, I never even thought about different ceiling fans in different rooms. They're never the same. Wow. That's because, crazy. okay, so growing up, we, you know, it was a four-bedroom house. Uh, it was me, my parents, and my brother. Uh, and each room had a different ceiling fan. In my room, yes, it was the smallest, but it had this baby fan, like really, really, really tiny. And uh, I always thought about it, and I was like, what is this ceiling fan even doing? <laughs> like, is it even working? Because it's so hot in the summers. Yeah. And so uh, this ceiling fan had to go. And so as soon as I was, like, in high school or so, I was begging my parents. I was like, please get me a different ceiling fan. This one is basically, like, uh, a desktop computer fan. Like, what is it doing? You know, it's not doing anything. Uh, and so um, ceiling fans have always been interesting to me. Also, uh, you know, the phrase staring at the ceiling fan when you're feeling sad or melancholy or whatever, mm -hmm. like, where did that come from? Like, why the, why are you staring at the ceiling fan? Like, obviously I know there's some implication of ceiling fan and sadness and, yeah. and you know, we won't have to get into oh, that too much, God. but you know, I'm like, why is that phrase so, Yeah. why is that happening? I mean... I was always more interested in the popcorn on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Because I was trying to make patterns and constellations out of the, the popcorn. And so people are staring at the ceiling fan. Do you guys have... Oh, you don't have popcorn? I... You know what? Maybe... <clears throat> sorry to interrupt, but maybe it's because they stare at it when it's spinning. Like when it's on. Yeah. If it's on, then it does have a little bit of a hypnotic feature to it. I get that now. Very messy. Case closed, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> What are your thoughts on popcorn ceilings? Love hate. Love honestly. hate. So yeah. like you'll notice in this room that we're in, it has been de popcorn. Mm -hmm. It used to be popcorn. Mm -hmm. It has been de popcorn, and you can tell you can still tell that there's somewhat of a, you know, texture on it. Uh, but um, you know, I'm I'm pretty handy. I've done my fair share of fixins and um, 
repairs and things and houses and stuff and I used to paint walls and uh, deep popcorn ceilings and it sucks like yeah. if you don't have that um, that like really expensive like magic thing that just like mm. scrapes and vacuums as you go then you have to basically like yeah elbow grease your way <sighs> through the popcorn and it's so unfortunate and anyone who's listening that has had to do that is nodding their head right now because <laughs> they're like that sucks um so it's like a love hate because like the the nostalgic part of my brain and my memory loves popcorn ceilings i just view them as like oh, you know like that's so old-timey or like nostalgic and yeah maybe it's not like super old-timey but like for us you know we're young people so for us like popcorn ceilings were all the craze and uh i grew up with popcorn ceilings and I don't know it's a nostalgic thing to look at them but then at the same time they like hold dust and spider webs or yeah. cobwebs or whatever and then you have to whenever you're trying to get the popcorn off it is the worst experience of your life it's super messy and so it's yeah it's definitely love hate <laughs> i get that um i've never been a fan of popcorn ceiling uh, ceilings just like you know if you're doing anything close to the ceiling and you actually like bump it a bunch will just fall at least at my old house. I don't know if that's how it is with every popcorn ceiling because I've only ever lived at one popcorn ceiling house. So yeah. I don't know if they just come off that easier yeah. or if it was just my house. I was like a super curious kid. So like growing mm. up, I was always short and I was like, I want to touch the ceiling mm -hmm. to know how that feels. <laughs> I want to know how the popcorn feels. I was like, is it spiky or whatever? Like, mm -hmm. what, a, what a kid thinks, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, High school and puberty happened, and now I'm 6'1", and in eight-foot rooms, I can actually touch the ceiling with my hand, you know, yeah. just reach up and touch <laughs> it, and I'm, like, fulfilled my prophecy of, like, what does it feel like, uh, and so, for me, it's, like, an extra level of nostalgia of not being able to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Um, do you want to talk about my eye? Because I can tell you're looking at my eye. Do you want to talk about sure. it? Sure. Well, you were like... Can you notice it? You were, you were moving it. You were like doing something with it. What's up with your eye? So I... For everybody at home, because this is an audio medium... Or in the car. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or in the car. You're doing. Yeah, in the car. Uh, at the grocery store. Pogo sticking. Or yeah, exactly. Is it pogo sticking? Pogoing? Pogoing. Pogoing. Feels, feels better. Pogoing. Pogoing. There it is. Um, I... My bottom eyelid on my left eye is red and swollen i thought my partner was hitting my eye in our sleep <laughs> <laughs> but i've now had it for like two days two or three days um my mom thinks that my tear duct is clogged hmm. and that might be right that could could definitely be uh what is going on um, I've been using like a hot compress, like getting a, a washcloth really warm with water and then just like holding up against it, but it gets so itchy. Like that's why I keep scratching it. I have no idea what's oh. wrong with it. Um, do you, I mean, we both wear glasses. Do you have like any specific eye problems or anything? Not in this eye. This is my okay. good eye. Um, I have this. <laughs> Don't you love that? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's always like, yeah, well this one's my good one. <laughs> And they're always different numbers, yeah. always different prescriptions. Always. And it's like, cool, that, that's great. <laughs> wonderful. So maybe I should eat carrots on my left side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> chew it on my... Just chew it on my left side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that's no, unfortunate. I, 
I, it's okay. It's just been, I work retail. Does that hurt? So like, like hurt? It, it, it used to hurt all the time. Um, now it just hurts if I like touch it too much, but it's also super itchy. So I just kind of have to like get in there and, mm. and scratch it. I don't know why it's itchy. It wasn't itchy at first. It's Do itchy your parents now. or anyone in the family have like eye issues, problems? No, I mean, no? just just with sight, not with like... Okay, yeah. 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 So, uh, that's a good segue. Uh, my mom has the... This is not the scientific term, but she calls it iritis. So, it's basically like an arthritis issue uh, in uh, one of her eyes. And so... <laughs> this is hilarious. Not really for her, obviously. But, <laughs> okay. So, um, it will get really inflamed and red, and for her, it hurts. Like, hurts, 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 like pins and needles types of like ow mm -hmm. uh and so i remember growing up and uh anytime we saw her eye the one you know that was all red and kind of inflamed we were like oh my god don't don't bother her don't engage mm -hmm. like she's gonna be moody she's gonna be angry irritable and it's it's, it's funny but it's like it was a tell uh tell all of like don't mess with her today yeah <laughs> uh and so um, there's a good chance that I might have it actually, oh, so, wow. or develop it. So, I mean, cause it, with age, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, speaking of, you know, Taylor, I've always wondered, do you, if you know, um, mm -hmm. what is your family like heritage? Like what is Augustine and what is, uh, on both sides, you yeah, know, family, yeah. like mom and dad side, like where, where, where do y'all, uh, come from? What's the line? So I'll start with my dad's side. <clears throat> um, because I think genetically it's more prominent. I think that's how it always is. The little square that you learn in high school. I can't remember what it's called. But I think... Um, so this is what I was told when I was young. Um, and I've been reassured that it is still true. Uh, it's pretty far-fetched. And now I don't remember the time, like what year it was, but I do remember that it was old enough for us to still have uh, not like, uh, great navies, uh, and definitely not any ships made out of metal. Um, but I was told that how our family got here, uh, is that an Italian pirate stole the last name Augustine from a Spaniard, and then that Spaniard chased the pirate to America, and then at that point it gets a little hazy, because I don't know if the pirate killed the Spaniard, or if he just got lost, or I don't know, but he didn't die. At least, he, he had a family before he died. But then he had, he had kids with somebody here who was, I think, from like Europe or something, some basic white, you know, um, just somebody who didn't really have a lineage or didn't have any written history. Mm -hmm. I don't know, we don't really know much about that other person, but they did have a family. Um, and that's sort of what started my dad's line. Uh, and then m most of the line from there have been all men. Um, and uh, yeah, that is pretty much it for my dad's side. Uh, on my mom's side, I know that uh, my grandma grew up in Europe, but I don't remember. I don't, I, I know a little bit, like I know we're related. What's her uh, maiden name? What's the last Ham, name? H-A-M-M. That could be like Northern European, like German, maybe. maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, I know that we are related to a 
uh, semi-famous outlaw, Ooh. but I can't remember the name right now. Ooh. Might come up in a later episode. That's fine. Um, and we're also technically related to the JFKs. Not the JFKs, but the, the Kennedys. Kennedys. The Kennedys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so there might even be some potential Irish. Irish, yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's great. Uh, and that's, I think it's something that uh, is very fascinating mm-hmm. to learn more about. And, uh, um, you know, my family, so my last name is Gidry, G-U-I-D-R-Y. And um, my dad and I actually went on a trip to find our name wow. in Europe. And so, uh, specifically, we knew that there was some French influence, Mm -hmm. but we didn't think it started there. We were like, okay, we always learned that um, coming from France, um, our ancestor uh, was part of John Lafitte's pirate crew. Okay, so John Lafitte's like this famous pirate, right? And so the story goes that our ancestor was part of that crew, right? Uh, and so the name would have been uh, G-A-U-D-R-Y. So okay. Gaudre or something, you know, however yeah. you would say that in French, you know. Uh, and so they landed in, uh, you know, the French Quarter, New Orleans, Louisiana, mm-hmm. Cajun, you know. Uh, and so... My dad's family is specifically from Southeast Texas and Louisiana. Mm. And so if you go down there, you'll find Gidries everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Uh, And it's quite interesting. And so, um, but we were thinking, it can't, we didn't think that it stopped there. We were like, there's got to be further. And so we had heard that it's very possible that we're Irish. Um, And, you know, my dad and I both love telling stories and that's sort of the, Irish trope is that we're storytellers and poets mm. and you know things like that and um, so far makes sense right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, and so me and my dad um, we were going to my best friend's wedding in Denmark and so we thought that hey let's fly early to Dublin and then take a car and mm-hmm. travel around as much as we can and could afford to and mm-hmm. so flew into Dublin and asked around there at churches and things like that and we're like have you heard of this name have you heard of this name and the first person we talked to was like well that name probably wouldn't exist here with that spelling and we're like what's that about uh and they said well in gaelic they don't use the letter y and so it would have possibly spelt been spelt differently without the y and so we're like okay that's our first clue cool and so we're driving from small little countryside town to countryside town stopping at uh, stopping at churches, stopping at, uh, you know, grave sites and uh, cemeteries and things like that. And it sounds kind of weird and uh, no, quirky, cool. but it was the most amazing trip of my life. And uh-huh. I immediately had a feeling that we were Irish. And this might have just been wanderlust, but I felt like I was home. Mm-hmm. When I stepped on Irish soil, I was like, whoa, this feels like I know it already. And um, so we're stopping at cemeteries and churches and things. And the closest name we found was G-U-I-D-I-R. And so we, so Gidir, right? And so uh, we asked uh, a pastor about that. And we were like, so is it possible that we're Irish? Mm -hmm. And then the Irish ancestor we had moved away, changed the spelling somehow over time as they came to America. And they told us that that's probably the most, uh, that's probably the most uh, 
possible thing that would happen. Yeah. And uh, as history tells us, there were a lot of Irish settle- or Irish people that uh, fled Ireland or yeah. left Ireland to go specifically to places like France, Italy, mm-hmm. other places, right? Uh, and America, obviously. And right. so, so that's kind of where we're landing with our our French Irish name Gidry, mm-hmm. uh, and then my mom's is super easy. It's so easy. It's Paulson with an E, so Paul Sen, uh, and that's super Danish. And look uh, at yeah. look at me. Yeah, <laughs> look at me. That would make I'm sense. a string bean that's as pale <laughs> as the moon, has blonde hair, blue eyes, and yeah. yeah. When I actually when we were in Denmark, they asked if I was Swedish, the Danish people, really? and I took it as a compliment because uh-huh. Swedish people are hot. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. That is the nicest thing that you could tell me. Um, but I was like, unfortunately, I think I'm one of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and no, I love Denmark. It's a beautiful country too. Um, but yeah, there was no guesswork with that one because uh, uh, we could trace that one real easy. Yeah. Uh, and my grandma always grew up saying, hey, we're Danish, we're Danish. <laughs> and, and she would make like Danish pancakes and Danish breakfast and like all these things. So it was pretty clear, like, we didn't have a choice in yeah. what we were. <laughs> we're Danish. And so, yeah. That's, that's cool. I love that kind of stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I um, I definitely don't uh, really, like, claim anything for myself. Because I wasn't, like, raised with... I Like, sure, we're Italian, but I wasn't raised with Italian culture. So I don't really call myself an Italian. I just have that, you know, a little bit of the genetic makeup. My grandfather, on my dad's side, so my dad's dad... Uh, is Cajun. He was re- he born and raised in Louisiana, um, and he I guess just decided to not include any of that when raising his kids. Um, so you know didn't didn't bring any of that culture over for whatever reason. Mm. Um, so although I am also Cajun, no you know I don't I have no exposure to the culture. Um, so I don't really, you know, my family doesn't really have any, um, heritage, uh, or any, like, like real tradition, culture. Yeah, nothing that really that. affects us Food? Anyway. Is there any, like, food you never... No, no food. I We're going to change that, Taylor. We yeah. have, like, food that our family has, like, made, like, my yeah. banana, we have, like, a banana bread, but we don't have any, but like, not like a cultured culture. food. I yeah. Gotcha. Well, we're going to change that, because, um... You're gonna come over one night for dinner, and I'm gonna whip up some jambalaya, some gumbo, um, definitely some uh, beignets, maybe for for dessert and coffee. Oh yeah, that'd be. I'm gonna gonna hit you with the Cajun special. That would be amazing. Uh, Yeah, and you like spicy? Like a little. I like spicy. Okay, yeah, Yeah, because it's spicy. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Cool. Uh, I like that idea. Um, Speaking of like traveling places, like where? What's like top two? Top two places you've been. Top two. Okay. That's tough. I know it's not. Uh, it's not top three. Top two. Right. That's top two, oof, top two. That's tough. I I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna talk about two places. Um, very, completely different places. I don't know what order they would be in, but they're definitely in the top two. Um, I'll start with Chicago. Uh, I went two summers ago. So now, obviously, not this COVID summer, but I. I don't think the summer before. So twenty eighteen. I think so. I'm I'm pretty positive it was twenty eighteen summer, because um, I went to Disney last summer, pre pre COVID summer. Um, 
2019. So it had to have been 2018. I went to Chicago um, with my at the time girlfriend and her parents. Um, and it was a beautiful city. I loved it. The architecture was amazing. The people we talked to were great. Um, just the, we went out on a ferry and watched fireworks one night. It was really nice. Um, I wish I could say the food we ate was great. No, okay, you know what? We did, the people I was with didn't really want to eat, like, local stuff, unfortunately. I know, it's the worst. No. I wanted to, but, um, we did go to a local pizza place. Um. For deep dish. Yes, for deep dish. It was the best deep dish I've ever had. Um. I don't remember the name of the place, but I have a mint in one of my bags that has the name of the place, so I oh, would wow. never forget it. There you go. Um, but it was the best it's deep dish. It's a memento. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Boom. a memento. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we waited an hour and a half for it. Um, I, a- After the first 30 minutes of waiting, I lost all hope that it was going to be worth it. Because they, they've had it before. They've sure. been to Chicago. It was my first time in Chicago. Um, I lost all hope, but then at the end, it was so worth it. Uh, I gorged myself on half of a deep dish pizza because I was so hungry, um, and it was just so delicious. Um, was there a reason y'all went, or was it like just a family? It was vacation? her birthday. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. My at the time girlfriend's birthday. Um, and was she was she from there or no? She no, she just... just been before. Okay, and uh, yeah, her mom. I don't you know I don't want to say too much, but her mom gotcha. worked for an airline company. Gotcha. Uh, so they'd gotten to travel a lot. Yeah, I've never been. Uh, it's I would great. like to go. Uh, yeah. my parents go uh, every year except this year, <laughs> oh. but uh, they go every year because my mom is a traveling. Uh, she's a traveling uh, tech specialist, uh, oh. and so um, she does information technology and always. Um, you know, works uh, for about two weeks in Chicago in the summers, and so they always go, and I want to go, because mm-hmm. it looks amazing. It so, does, yeah. uh, And I want to try the food, and the hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> the hot dogs. <laughs> I definitely want to go back. Um, I, I would want to live there for a little bit, oh, uh, cool. for sure. Yeah. They, there's some really, I don't know, I mean, you know, I know that, I you know, I know Chicago has... Um, a uh, high recorded crime rate, but I feel like that's also not fairly recorded. You know, I I don't know because it's not a fair assessment of an entire city. Yeah, yeah, I mean? it's like, right. It's just like you could every, every you could say a lot of things about different cities. Exactly, and it wouldn't be the total summation right. of the culture. So the the stereotype of Chicago does not define Chicago. Yeah, or the people there. The people that right. make it up there are, are beautiful. Um, my second place has some actually bad <laughs> stereotypes um, that are true, unfortunately. Uh, but my second place is Arkansas, um, specifically Hot Springs. Um, now, aside from what Arkansas is as a state, aside from all that, if you can look past that, it can have some nice spots. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful. It is, it is. Uh, last December, we my my brother and one of my friends uh, took a road trip uh, two days before Christmas to Arkansas to go to the hot springs. We got a uh, we we rented out a little cottage on Airbnb. Uh, it had one heater in the living room and then one space heater in one of the two bedrooms. Um, so needless to say, my friend and I definitely had to uh, sleep in one bed with multiple layers on to keep warm. Um, 
Which, you know, I love my friends. I don't mind sleeping in the same bed. Sure. Um, but the all of the, the freezing nights were, were worth it for getting up the next morning and going to the Hot Springs uh, bathhouse. And it, have you ever been to so the... I've been to Hot Springs. haven't okay. been to the actual spring. That's fair. <laughs> I went, I went uh, for work, actually. I was filming, oh, filming a wedding. So that's cool. I went, and I was pretty much on the couple's um, schedule. And so it was like... I got to see a little bit of the city, like mm-hmm. downtown and stuff, and it's nice. It was interesting. It was unique, you know. It was different, uh, kind of artsy and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I didn't get to really do all the touristy stuff. Uh, That's fine. I'd like to go back, maybe, but yeah, yeah. We we tried to avoid like major tourist spots. The first thing we did was uh, obviously after the first night. Um, but the first thing that we did on our first day was uh, go to the actual uh, park, the national park. I think it's a national park. I don't think it's a forest. I think it's a park. Um, uh, is it the Ozarks or no? I, I don't know. I don't know the geography. Ozarks were, a are a little bit more north. Bit more north. Yeah. yeah, so there's Ozarks that like span across and then the hot springs right. that does the you, same. Maybe you're talking about... Uh, the hot springs Petty national Jean? park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it was, yeah, it was the Hot Springs National Park. Um, but we, we went there and we walked through and they have like actual, uh, obviously there's not as much running water, but there were actual spots where there was running water, uh, that you could see, uh, and it was giving off some real heat. Uh, I mean, it was cold. I I think I wore two jackets that day. Um, and we just hiked through the, through the park and we kept, we just kept going. Uh, and we accidentally hiked, uh most of the way up the mountain that's right there uh in the city mm-hmm. um and we just kept going i had my camera with me i got some some great pictures um and uh it was really nice uh mm-hmm. we were very tired and we hiked all the way up and then when we got to the top there was a big tower um that you could go up and you could look at and we thought we were gonna have to climb the stairs which we almost didn't do uh but we didn't see that there was an elevator um, and then we took the elevator up, looked at the whole forest, and it was gorgeous. Uh, the colors of the leaves were changing still, um, and it was really nice. Um, and when we got back down, uh, when we finally hiked back down the mountain, we headed straight to the Quapaw, uh Hot Springs bathhouse. Um, if we're ever in Arkansas, after COVID, I would definitely go. Um, it, they have, I think, seven different pools for the public area. That's all we did. Um, I think they have some private stuff, but for the public pools, um, they have seven different pools of different temperatures, uh, increase getting, uh, hotter each one. I think it started in like 90 degrees and then went up to like 120, I think. Um, but it was really nice. It, hmm. it, they use the actual water from the springs, uh, but you can't like get in the springs outside because then you mess up the water and mm-hmm. uh, it's also illegal. Um, but that's why they have the bathhouses, so you can actually bathe in the, the hot springs, which yeah. helped my uh, joints a lot. Yeah. Um, so those are probably my two favorite places. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to uh, go back mm-hmm. and see what it's all about. So, For sure. yeah, uh, well, I could definitely talk about a lot of different places. I've been uh, definitely all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only like three or four states I haven't been to. Uh, and then we already talked about 
Ireland and Denmark. Those are yeah. definitely my top two outside of the country so mm-hmm. far. Uh, but uh, let's talk about Portland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love Portland, Oregon. Um, you know, obviously we're getting married there mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be going back uh, this July for the wedding. And uh, when we went there together for the first time, um, yeah, it was just... Uh, it's beautiful up there. It's got the, you know, the hipster, the moody, the, yeah. the city is, uh, pretty lively and interesting and people are biking everywhere and mm-hmm. coffee, coffee, every, the whole place smells like coffee and, uh, which is great. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, and so, um, yeah, I think Portland, Oregon's, uh, a really unique place. And, um, you know, uh, we went there last year and then to see the stark difference about mm-hmm. what's happening this year there um, or what has been happening this year there uh, is really interesting and uh, um, you know there's obviously a lot of tension around that subject uh, and we don't have to get too far into that but I will say if anyone is thinking about going to Portland I mean definitely go it's like the perfect place for People, like even couples, right, who maybe one of you is a mountain person, like me. You know, I'm a mountain person. I could live in a cabin in the woods off the mountain, and that would be great. Uh, And then your partner might be more of a beach person, Mm -hmm. uh, like Olivia is, yeah? And so it's perfect because, like, Portland in the city, and then you have Mount Hood just an hour away, and the beach basically an hour away. Uh, So really, really cool place. Um, Definitely highly recommend it, and... uh, it does have the whole Twilight vibes. You know, mm-hmm. if, if that's your kind of, like, aesthetic that you're looking okay. for, it does have that. It's, like, ferns everywhere. Like, even growing in the concrete sidewalks, probably. Like, ferns everywhere. Um, huge trees. It's just beautiful up mm-hmm. there, yeah. Um, and then my second place is probably my favorite um, outdoors place that I've been. Mm-hmm. Uh at least in the States. Uh, and so that would be Utah. I love Utah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm claustrophobic. I don't like the idea of spelunking. I don't mm-hmm. like elevators. I don't like flying in planes, small cars, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so open desert. Yes, please. You know, like it was perfect for me. And the color scheme of like the orange desert and the blue sky is just incredible. Um, we went to Arches National Park, uh, we went to Canyonlands, uh, and so, uh, it's definitely highly recommended for, uh, anyone who wants to clear their head. I mean, it's the best place to clear your head Mm because it's quiet and there's, there's wildlife and there's just unique beauty. Like, it's like being on an alien planet, honestly. And so, uh, Utah is definitely my top two up there yeah that is awesome yeah i've never even thought to go to utah it's one of those states that you just don't think about i th- i think a lot of people culturally think of uh the people there oh, okay uh you know they may think of um specific groups of people that live in utah uh also i mean utah is one of those places that like can you think of a big city in utah other than salt lake city no. Yeah. I mean, Moab is a town. It's mm-hmm. a city. Uh, and that's where uh, Arches is. Uh, but uh, I just think people 
they don't think about it for tourism travel because it's not like you're going to the big hubbub or right. the, you know you're going you're not going to a downtown necessarily if you go to salt lake city it's beautiful and unique and the people are amazing and mm-hmm. there's mountains surrounding it and stuff um but uh it's definitely a getaway type of place it's like maybe you just are dealing with a lot and you need to get your mind clear um so i loved it uh the only thing that i complained about was uh we were tent uh camping obviously mm-hmm. and so we woke up uh one morning in uh april so we're talking about april which is spring to us in texas you know it might even be hot here yeah and we woke up in our camp uh tent and it was 19 degrees fahrenheit and so um and i was prepared for it not everyone in our in our uh in our group was prepared for it but i was prepared for it because i was like y'all utah gets cold Mm -hmm. uh and so i had my uh below freezing sleeping bag i had my beanie my my jacket in bed and everything and like Mm -hmm. Uh, thick socks and I was I was ready uh, but yeah I'm not a cold fan so yeah. I don't think I'll ever move north to be honest I would like I could yeah but I just don't think I will I also gotcha. have rain odds if I don't know if you know what that is I don't so rain odds there's uh, there's basically two types of it I guess mm-hmm. uh, I have the primary which is it's just a basically a circulatory uh, type of thing and so it's technically harmless to me mm-hmm. uh but uh my extremities like my fingers and toes are cold to the touch like a vampire mm. all the time wow but i don't know they're cold can i well they're a little bit clammy work? now makes sense yeah, yeah. but oh, okay. so if you're talking about like nighttime specifically like mm-hmm. i hop in bed olivia's like don't touch me <laughs> and so uh for anyone out there who experiences during cold weather seasons and your fingers turn white then purple and they look like they're bruised or people are like you have really cold hands you might have rain odds like mm-hmm. you might look into it also there's like the secondary rain odds which is like the sign of like an underlying condition mm-hmm. like rheumatoid arthritis or something but I don't have that. <laughs> uh, I just have um, the primary, and I've had it for as long as I can remember. Uh, and so it gives you like the the tingles and the shakes in your hands, and my my fingers turn ghost white. Uh, and so yeah, so for me, it's just I don't think I want to move somewhere where it's cold or right. Yeah, so. yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to move north. Um, my, uh, I, I really want to move to Canada, mm. um, but, uh, a specific place in Canada, uh, maybe like a city, um, nowhere in specific, maybe Toronto, um, Toronto's cool. It is cool. It's a yeah. creative place. Yeah. Definitely a lot of creatives there. A lot yeah. of film production actually. Really? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, Schitt's Creek, uh, yeah. was filmed around there. Um, oh. And we were talking about that the other day. We were, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, That's I mean, there's cool. other uh, films and yeah, TV shows and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I would, I'm getting pretty tired of the summers. Maybe that comes nice. from, uh, you know, band camp and, and spending uh, most of my summer outside. I'm just getting tired of the heat. Uh, I'm somebody who prefers to wear pants overall. Um and it's hard to wear pants whenever it's 100 degrees outside. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't know. I could I could definitely do Canada. Um, you know, m- maybe Chicago for a while. Uh, my partner and I definitely want to move to Colorado for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Um, that is definitely in the foreseeable future. Maybe we'll see. We gotta get some career stuff figured out first. City mountains. I don't know if we even decided. Maybe. And that might be something that comes yeah. up, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Colorado is beautiful. It I is. go there every year. Uh, really? Because I have oh. family in Denver. That's cool. I'm family in Denver and um, just south of Denver in a place called Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I love visiting Colorado. It's uh, it's it's special. Yeah. It really is. It really is special. Uh, and I, I've thought about moving there before, but uh, to be honest, I mean, the lifestyle that I want... And I am choosing for myself. I think I'll, I think I'll stick around here for a bit. That's yeah. good. That's <laughs> good. Um, I definitely might be in a hurry to get out uh, of Texas, but it probably won't happen for a while. Uh, but you know, yeah, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I've talked to people from all over the world, and everyone wants to be elsewhere. Yeah. That's what I've come to realize is like, you know, there's there's the few people that you meet, and they're like, nope never leaving this mm-hmm. is my home and it's like cool good for you and then there's the people that you mostly meet and they're like yeah well i've always wanted to live blah 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 or like totally different yeah. i think that's just a human thing it's like you want to experience get out see something new so yeah uh yeah. yeah yeah my uh my parents are finally moving to florida after uh, god knows how many years of wanting to go i mean we we go pretty much every year but they uh my stepdad is was born in Florida and they just want to move back. They probably, without COVID, they probably would have moved this year. Um, but they're moving uh, this upcoming summer. Finally getting to Florida and retiring, which is cool. My mom's been a teacher for most of her life, so yeah. that'll be good for her. Yeah. I am a big fan of rainy weather. I think that probably has to do with wanting to move north, maybe. Um, I would also like to live in Europe because I love the cloudy and rainy all the time. Um, it's currently raining right now where we are. Um, first rain in a in a while, I think. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, definitely needed. Um, do you, do you personally feel like you can uh, tell when a storm is coming? Oh yeah, just without like. I've done that. Uh, I've done that literally. Just sticking my head out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I don't even have to look outside or be outside. Like, um, you know, I've got, uh, and I don't know if this is attributed to sinus pressure or mm-hmm. whatever, but I get those like micro headaches right in the front, and mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, what's that about? And then it rains like an hour later or thirty minutes later. Yeah, um, I definitely um, think that. I mean, I'm pretty in tune with nature as much as I can be. I, and I really pride myself on that, but, Mm. um, you know, there's times where I go outside, I look up, I smell the air and then I'm like, I think it's going to rain tonight. Mm. And then I'll be like, no, there's nothing in the forecast. Boom. It rains. And it's like, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes, uh, I just think it's like our bodies are much more in tune, you know? Yeah. Um, to our surroundings and environment than we often give credit to. Uh, and so I feel like I can smell the, uh, the petrichor 
you know, the, the, the smell of rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I can use those headaches to be like, yeah, it's going to rain, you know, stuff like that. So what about you? Do you think you can? I definitely can smell it for smell sure. It, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, walking outside and just looking at the clouds, you know, you can definitely know, but I think just the smell right before the rain is just amazing. If I could put that in a candle, I would. I'm sure somebody makes a candle for it. Or um, essential oil. Or yeah, something. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of um, keeping smells that are familiar to me. Um, I have a candle that smells like the salon. I know this is off topic. I have a candle that smells like the salon that my grandma got her hair done at and would take my brother and I to. Um, and it smells just like it. Um, it's the, the green aromatherapy candle from Bath and Body Works. Interesting. It smells just like it. It's yeah. crazy. I think there's a, yeah, definitely intrinsic uh, connection between smells and memory, obviously. Yeah. They're, the science has already told us that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of smells that I just love. And uh, I think they're so individual. Yeah. Like, someone might be like, I hate that smell. And you might think it's the best smell in the world. Right. Uh, and so... Uh, the sense of smell is really, really fascinating to study and uh, talk about. And uh, of course, it's not off topic. There is no topic. <laughs> right, I mean, right, this is right. a podcast basically about just moving on, you know, to yeah. topic to topic, you know, just whatever we want to talk about. So, um, but no, I, I can definitely smell it. I, I, I want to say that I can feel it. I want to say that I can like feel it in my knee. Mm. Um, I have a bad knee. Um, and, but I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It could, I don't know if I, I don't know, you know, cause it's, it, it's probably something I just don't think about. Like something that yeah. just happens. It might not be precise, but it right. could be accurate, yeah. you know, and the difference between those words and like, um, cause yeah, my grandma used to say stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, like I think it's going to rain because, Oh my my joints or you know like whatever and so yeah. uh so there is something to say about that um what's your uh what's your like favorite indoor activity whenever it's like rainy rain day outside like my, do you have some favorites my favorite indoor activity um i probably now this is gonna this would go for anything but probably listening to podcasts um i like to um so growing up, I, I have a couple of brothers, uh, but growing up, one brother in specific and I, um, whenever he was home, we would play video games together, uh, just because he was really into video games, so I, in turn, also got into video games. But he also lives in Louisiana, so when he was away for most of the school year, except for breaks, um, I, we would play video games to keep in touch. Um, and, because, you know, you put on a headset, you yeah. talk, and, yeah. you know, you're hanging out together. Um, but, uh, I, you know, video games have just stuck with me. Um, I, I don't have like a big laptop. I have an Xbox one from 2016. You know, I, I don't have anything fancy, but I, you know, I, I, I game, uh, some just cause it's relaxing when it rains. I like to put on a specific podcast, uh, and then play something that, uh, is just sort of like. Not mindless, but something I don't have to like focus on, so I can focus on the podcast and also have that entertainment in front of me. Yep. Like um, yep. Animal Crossing, um, yep. which I definitely would love to talk about. 
in a future episode. Sure. Yeah, I myself have never played, but I've watched Olivia play. Mm. And so that's more her speed, that's more her thing. Yeah. Um, I just never played. Uh, that's fair. But I get what you're saying. Like, uh, for me, maybe it's not putting on a podcast. It might be, like, just listening to some lo-fi or mm. some kind of playlist that I've crafted or whatever and playing a game that's, again, mindless. Yeah. Um, I really don't like the people who are, like, Video games are the destruction right. of culture and the world and stuff like that. And it's like, video games are huge mm-hmm. and very important, actually. And um, now, does that mean every video game is a good uh, right. influence? No, right. not necessarily. But video games, as a general, are good for the brain, I think. And so, I know they help me unwind. And it's not like I'm sitting here playing seven hours of video games right. in a day. It's like yeah. maybe 45 minutes to an hour, and I'm just like decompressing mm. or whatever. So It's a good escape. Uh, oh, for, for sure. sure. Especially when you can't go play. Sp- yeah. I love sports, so it's not like I can go play sports on a rainy day necessarily or yeah. ride a bike or anything. So it's like, what are my alternatives? Well, I could play video games. I could. I, often, I, always, I love reading books. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, board games, actually. I yes. love board games. Um, and um, I know that we've talked about playing board games because we've had a game night here yeah. before. And yeah. we're trying to play in the next one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and because happen. of the time we're in, it's uh, just a bit tough uh, to get together. And uh, with also with busy schedules and stuff. So um, what's your like uh, go-to? board game do you have a go-to does your family play board games yes um it's not technically a board game uh but my my family's go-to is uno mm. um even though they're old and they don't understand the official rules of uno uh and you know the how they have they play it in the old-fashioned way um but uh yeah our family has has uno for our go-to I would say my go-to, unfortunately, might also be Uno, which it's a solid game. You know, you it can is, never yeah. go wrong with Uno. Um, but uh, we, Zoe and I have actually been looking at board games to bring over for a new game yes. night. Uh, they just got uh, Hues and Cues. It's a new color-based board game. Okay. Uh, they got that for Christmas, and we okay. really want to play it. Nice. Um and you know we've we've been looking at some some other ones uh, that we want to invest in and bring over. Sweet. Um, I I've really been getting into board games lately. Um, Quick answer: What is the magic number for board games? Magic number of people. Oh, I like four to six. I I think is the magic number. Yeah, um, I always say six. I six feel like is good. Six yeah. is just a nice, even. You could split up the teams. You could have yeah. three teams of two. You could have six people. It doesn't matter. And yeah. it's also like the perfect number for a table of mm-hmm. people. Um, plus four can get a little bit politics. You it got can. you can split it up too much. Whereas like six is like just a magic number. I think. Yeah, yeah. I it, it definitely has to do with the people for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think definitely four to six is a good magic number for sure. Um. Do you have a go to board game? I have a few. Yeah, I have a few. Uh, And for anyone listening that's interested in uh, new and, like, interesting games, um, 
We we like Ticket to Ride. Uh, Ticket to Ride is a good game. Uh, Aquarius is a card game that. Did we play that one? Yeah, we played that one. Aquarius. It's uh, you know the fish, the fire, the clouds. You know mm. those things. Yeah. Um, so it's more of a matching up game, yeah. but it's really fun and it's actually it gets quite yelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets yelly, you know. Um, yeah. I'm not really into the traditional ones like Monopoly yeah. or anything. I just feel like. It's a bit much, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love like um, a standard deck of cards, and you know, setting up card games and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't say I really have a a go to. I have a closet right behind you, actually, that <laughs> is full of board games, wow. and, uh, and so I'm slowly, um, you know, building up that uh, arsenal yeah. <laughs> of games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, board games, music candle you know yeah. like you know uh just hanging out that's uh that's a nice rainy day thing so. yeah. yeah um i speaking of monopoly i have two novelty monopoly games i have the legend of zelda monopoly um which looks very pretty i think it's a great board game and then recently we just got the it says it's the star wars monopoly but it's just baby yoda monopoly mandalorian monopoly um, All right, so we gotta talk about it, right? Yeah. Now that you brought it up, yeah. we gotta talk, we gotta about, talk about it. Uh, the people are itching for it. Like, yes. What are your thoughts on this last episode, this season, uh, and then also like going forward? Like, what's going on? Okay, so I will put in uh, when I'm editing this, I will put in a a spoiler mark. So right here. If you want to skip ahead, I will. When I'm editing, I will tell you exactly what time to skip ahead to, so you, yeah. in case you haven't watched it, um, and uh, we're gonna talk about it. So, sure. uh, so this is your and time. We'll, it will end there. Yeah. We'll wrap it up with yeah. the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's great. Hey, it's me, Taylor. I'm currently editing right now, and I just wanted to let you guys know that if you don't want to hear about the Mandalorian. Uh, go ahead and skip for the next 10 minutes. Um, this is your final spoiler warning. We talk about it for, for about 10 minutes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think the timestamp is going to be like 1 hour and 17 minutes. So go ahead and skip 10 minutes. Uh, final spoiler warning. My, I have a lot of thoughts on Star Wars always. It occupies 80%, 83% of my brain at all times. Um, the last episode, um, was great. I definitely don't think it was the best episode, but that's because if you see on my laptop, I have a sticker of Ahsoka. I'm a huge Ahsoka fan. Um, I think the episode with her was the best one. Um, I grew up watching Clone Wars, uh, and, uh, the tie-in that they did with Clone Wars was amazing. They finished the series, uh, this year. Back in spring, they released the seventh and final season of the Clone Wars, and it was, it was a movie. I mean, it was amazing. It wasn't an actual movie, but it felt like a movie. Um, it the animation that that they've had uh, just developed, and it was the best it's ever been. Uh, the colors were amazing. The characters were great. The writing was as good as always. Um, but we're not talking about Clone Wars. Um, the tie-in was great, so the last season made me very happy. I loved what they were doing and that they were... A, a lot of people don't really recognize Clone Wars as legitimate Star Wars media uh, and, and canon. 
but it is and that's why it was it was written like it was and the the creator and writer of clone wars helped create and write mandalorian uh dave filoni Mm-hmm. Um, he worked with, uh, I think John Fravu, uh, Favreau, Favreau. Yeah. Um, he was in, I know he was in like Iron Man and Avengers and now Spider-Man. Yeah. He's an incredible actor. He's done a lot of things. Yes. Yes. Uh, especially directorial. So yeah. Yeah. I love him. I think those two people, Dave Filoni and the other one, whose John, name? John Favreau. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think both of them are really doing, uh, amazing things for Star Wars. Um, now the last episode specifically, I did not like who showed up. Um, I think they made it look great. Um, I think it looked amazing. And I thought it was very cool uh, to see a new... I mean, you know, I, I thought it was very cool to see young Luke in something new. I thought that was amazing. I wasn't a fan of them tying Mandalorian in with the main series with the with the Skywalker saga um I thought it was cool but I just think that there are a lot of other stuff that they could have done um they have the Jedi Fallen Order game um that that came out I think last year or the year before um that sounds about right yeah and the character that you play as is a real person and he looks the exact same and so they just did motion capture with the same person. Cool. I thought that's who they were going to use because he, it felt like they were really trying to push for that to be um, a serious piece of Star Wars media. So I thought that's who was going to show up. Um, I think that would have, personally, I think that would have been much better because they could have done a lot more with that because he goes through and like learns about the, the whole Jedi stuff by himself. He even, uh, spoiler alert for the game, fights Darth Vader. Um, which is cool, but I think maybe the timeline didn't work or something. I just don't think it was a great idea bringing Luke into it, personally. Uh, I still really like it, just because I don't like what they did doesn't mean I don't think that it was an incredible last Mm -hmm. season. Sure, yeah. Um, What were your thoughts on it? Oh, yeah. I mean, as someone who does not think about Star Wars 83% of the time (laughs) or whatever... uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. It was definitely enjoyable entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as far as the show writing and the cinematography and the, uh, just the way the characters are developing and stuff like that, I love it. You mm-hmm. know, it's a great fun show. And yeah, um, yeah no, uh, I had a feeling they were going to do that mm-hmm. with the, the whole Luke showing up. I feel, uh, like was, the day I feel like I was the only one who missed that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just... Maybe I, maybe I felt like because I knew the timeline of events, I was like, that, that would make sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then I also... I'm not as deep into the the canon and the uh, the all the other media mm-hmm. of Star Wars and stuff like that. So that's why I'm not gonna have an expert opinion or anything. You know, I'm just kind of like here to be like, yo, I thought this was awesome. I've got a Baby Yoda ornament. Nice. Like, well, sorry, Grogu. Grogu. Yes. Grogu, the child. Yes. Yeah. Grogu. We can change that now. <laughs> so. Uh, just kidding, baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, okay, so, yeah. Uh, I'll never no. shake that. Yeah, I know. Uh, and no, I, I thought it was uh, exciting. And yeah. Um, yeah, that moment where you look at, uh, is it Jindarin or Din Djarin? 
I think it's Din Djarin. Din Djarin. Okay. Yeah. So when Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, uh, takes off his helmet. Yes. And looks at Baby Yoda. Uh, it's just like the waterworks start. And, and you know, like, this is the moment where, oh my God, are they going to see each other again? Which, come on, you know they're going to see each other yeah, again. They will. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, you know, that whole, it was all very gripping and very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh. No, I thought it was good fun, and uh, I'm excited for the future of it, and yes. also, uh, you mentioned Ahsoka. Yeah, uh, she gets her own show. Gets her own show. The Boba Fett show. Oh my god. That'll be interesting. That's I so do, good. as a film type of, more in the filmmaking type of world, mm-hmm. um, I do love they brought, um, they the, brought um, the Boba actor. or Django. It was Boba. Boba. Was they brought father. Boba back. Yeah. Uh, but he played Django. I think that was great. Um, I think because of how much Clone Wars they did, you know, just having Boba in there just kind of like was the cherry on top. Um, but yeah, I you know, for a lot of people don't yeah. know that he's a clone. Which yeah. is crazy. I like that, um, uh, I like that the Mandalorian film style wise really stuck with the space western yeah so it's filmed like a western Mm -hmm. which aren't really popular these days i mean westerns used to be the most popular movie genre film genre and you just don't see them anymore uh they certainly don't hit the huge box office and so to see it filmed that way but it's space oh that was so cool and i love it and uh yeah, um, we'll end the whole spoiler warning. We'll end the whole thing, and yeah. uh, we'll just uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, onward. onward, onward. Yeah, I don't even know if we've said that throughout the whole episode at all. Yeah. Um, this is onward. This is our show. It's a little uh, little project we're doing. It's fun. Um, how are you feeling? How was your tea? Tea was good. Yeah, tea was good. Yeah, I did taste. It got a little cold.